Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 192 of The Informed Catholic. So if you're new to this channel, please subscribe and share. It will be a great help. And before we begin, let's start with a prayer now. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, guardian of the church, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And St. Augustine, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So uh, this is episode 192. Last episode um, was an article by Michael Warren Davis, and it was a very good article. Um, I'm going to try to revisit it again uh, soon because I started really thinking about it a lot because I really do believe the Republican Party, that Trump has really changed it. And put his mark on it. Um, I do believe it's become a, a Christian party. Um, but if he wins this, if he wins this legal battle, then you're going to see the changes. You know, it's interesting. In uh, when I looked at, the, um, I compared, I compared it to the book I read called "The Devil and Karl Marx." I know I get back to that book quite a lot because it really, it really taught me a lot about. Um, Karl Marx, he gave birth to an idea, a concept that's still with us this very day. It inspired a lot of people. And it's, look at the Antifa people. And they don't believe in playing by the rules. <laughs> that's why they're very violent. Now, Trump comes along and he decided to go against the political system that has been established to be a typical politician, uh, which in Washington would mean that you have to give in. You have to play by their rules. You have to learn that you can't keep promises. He decided he's going to play by the rules and keep promises, not by their rules not by bargaining and throwing your rep, your people under the bus. He decided he's going to go in there. Now, that's that's quite a commitment. Now, what he's done is he's kept a lot of his promises. And people are noticing. The mega rallies, uh, you know, people, massive people listening to him, the, the campaign. People, for the first time, have actual hope that their country can be finally live up to its dream, be the country that's supposed to be the greatest country on earth. What happened was Mitt Romney, notice he says, he gives his congratulations to Joe Biden. That's a typical politician. He decided to go against the leader of his party and throw him under the bus. They Politicians live by propaganda and illusion. A traditional politician doesn't, really love his country. 
a traditional politician is out for himself. Trump decides to be not, he decides not to be a traditional politician. And because of this, he's changing the party. He, he's, he's actually giving birth to an idea that will forever change this party. Mark put, put his marks on the, par, on the party, sort of a, his baptism, his blessing. Similar in the sense the way Marx gave birth to his perverse idea, a monstrosity. The man never made a single living, uh, a dollar in his, in his entire day. His, his children uh, committed suicide. He actually raped his maid. He made his wife go beg for money with relatives. He himself didn't care about his family. He 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 actually tried to cheat his his own mother out of out of everything that was left for her by her husband. This is the man who gave birth to Marxism, socialism, communism. This is the man, Karl Marx. Well, anyway, this article today is going to be different. It's going to talk about the voter the voter fraud. And it's by Patrick Delaney. How massive voter fraud was facilitated in three swing states. Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada. Democrats filed lawsuits, loosened laws, pushed for mail-in ballots. All right, let's begin. November 10th, 2020. Under the pretense of coronavirus hysteria, Democrats implemented a national orchestrated push to loosen accountability in the voting process, which they have now evidently exploited with massive voter fraud, enabling even their ability to flip a lopsided presidential election. Attorney General Bill Barr warned in September that mail-in voting schemes were reckless and dangerous due to their being very open to fraud and co- uh, coercion, and that this understanding was broadly acknowledged prior to the arrival of the Trump administration. All right. Throughout these last several months of crisis, the Democrats laid the groundwork for this absurd outcome by advancing an ongoing loosening of accountability in the voting process, including universal mail-in balloting, the extension of time to accept or cure mail-in ballots, and the removal of provisions that are meant to prevent ballot harvesting. (laughs) This is how their campaign to open up vulnerabilities in our election process has enabled them through evident voter fraud to potentiality, steal elections in three important states. Now, here's an interesting thing. If you notice their theme, you ha- there is no evidence of voter fraud. That was the beginning. Mark Levin pointed out, notice their change in tone. There's no evidence of widespread uh, massive voter fraud. They're giving themselves a little wiggle room now because they know it's true. Now, I, it has to be because no one came out for this man. No one came out for this man. And I don't know if anybody really felt that 
committed to Joe Biden. Honestly, I don't think so. I don't believe I don't believe so. I don't believe I don't believe people were really going to I think most people probably who hated Trump and saw Joe Biden heard Joe, Joe Biden speak decided really you know if they don't like either one then I'd rather not vote. I probably if I was in their mindset I if I really didn't if I didn't like Donald Trump I probably would have decided not to vote. Because that's it, because I'd rather, like, okay, maybe this guy is rude, maybe this guy is nasty, but be honest with you, he's he's actually done a good job. I don't like him still, and I don't I don't really I, I don't know if I want to give him my vote, and I probably would decide not to vote. And then again at the same time, I probably would say that, you know, with all the coronavirus, a lot of them were scared. I I believe that. I don't know if they really if those if those people really voted, I just don't think so. I mean, they they they. I mean, some of them are zombies. Yes, I call them political, you know, democratic zombies, and they probably will vote. They probably did vote, but some of them I don't think if they really like a little bit more smarter and maybe see that Trump has done a good job, maybe we should stick with him, and maybe they felt, I don't know, I still don't like him. But I'll decide not to vote. I believe that was probably it. But we got to see. All right. So this is important. I want you to pay attention to this part very carefully because I've heard Mark Levin talk about it. And I've heard several people talk about this, including Giuliani. So pay attention. He's going to go over Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, even prior to any COVID-19 concerns... In October 2019, Pennsylvania Democrat Governor Tom Wolf signed a bill that expanded mail-in voting as an uh, automatic option, where voters can submit their ballots up to 50 days before an election, the longest vote-by-mail period in the country. Yet... According to this legislation, mail-in ballots still had to be received by election day in order to be legally counted. With the pandemic as a pretense, the Democrats sued in order to extend this deadline, going before their Democratic-dominated state Supreme Court, which ruled in their favor, allowing a three-day extension. Did you get it? Okay, back in October 2019, the governor, Tom Wolf, signed a bill that expanded mail-in voting as automatic option, giving people the chance to mail to submit their ballots 50 days before an election. Okay, then suddenly when the lockdown happened, okay, they, they went ahead and sued, okay, uh, in order to be legally, um, they, they, they sued um, the state, okay, to, uh, to give in um, more time. And then with the pandemic as a pretense that Democrats sued in order to extend this deadline up to three days after the election. Okay, a three-day extension. All right, they went to, before a judge, a Democratic judge. Now, the thing is, judges are not supposed to rewrite laws. 
only the state legislator. So you're going to hear this soon. Okay? Though Pennsylvania Republicans appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court requesting the election day uh, statutory deadline to be recognized and maintained, the court declined to take up the case. Declined to take up the case. How convenient. I guess it really helps when you have a Democratic judge, right? However, in her representation before the U.S. Supreme Court, Democrat Secretary of State Kathy B- uh, Bachfer, uh, in, uh indicated that her guidance to the counties regarding ballots received after 8 p.m. on November 3rd would be that these those ballots would be segregated. Huh. This is especially necessary, according to Pennsylvania Republicans, since such ballots remain the subject of legislation before, I'm sorry, before leg, uh, uh, um, before the subject of uh, legislation. Le- wow, it's a word I don't not too familiar with. Sorry. I guess legal before uh, legal matters before the the United States Supreme Court. Secondly. When the within the uh, September case before the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, Bachfer recognized, along with the majority opinion, that there was no statutory or constitutional basis to require county boards of election to contact voters when faced with a defective ballot and offer them an opportunity to cure defects, otherwise known as curing curing ballots. Within the two days before the election, however, Bogfer issued two directives which violated these recognized commitments above. And thus, according to Pennsylvania Senate Republican leaders, she fundamentally altered the manner in which Pennsylvania's election is being conducted. As a result, Pennsylvania Senate President Pro, um, Pro Tempero Joe, Joe uh, Scarnardi Scanardi, a Republican and Republican majority leader, Jake Corman, called for her immediate resignation. The senators wrote, The uh, the constantly changing guidance Bogfer has delivered to the counties not only uh, directly contradicts election code language, she she, she is sworn to uphold, but also conflicts her own Legation, uh, legation statements and decisions of both the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and the United States Supreme Court. Secretary Bogford told the U.S. Supreme Court on October 28th that ballots received after 8 p.m. on November 3rd would be segregated, but she changed the rules on November 1st and directed counties to canvas, submit for counting those ballots as soon as possible upon receipt. In some counties, it is not possible to both segregate and canvas ballots as directed. This directive leaves open the possibility that the timely, the timely vote, the timely votes will be com, com, um, uh, mingled with votes received after 8 p.m. on election day, despite the fact that these votes remain the subject of legation before the United States Supreme Court. The department changed the rules again on November 2nd when they provided last-second guidance directing counties to provide information to help voters whose mail-in or absentee ballots were incorrectly completed so those voters could vote on a provisional ballot. 
the late release of this guidance resulted in inconsistent application across the country, um, the counties, I'm sorry, some of whom contacted voters as directed and some who did not. There is no basis for this guidance in current law. The secretary created this new process out of thin air. So there you have it. Trump has a legal, a legal foothold. Pennsylvania messed with the law. They also, according to Mark Levin, in his, as he explained it in his uh, podcast, they they basically violated the Constitution. They violated the Constitution. They did this deliberately so they can get a foothold. This is how we wound up in this mess. The only difference is, is that you have a president. You have someone like Donald J. Trump, President Donald Donald J. Trump, who's not willing to take this lying down. This This is different than 2000 with Gore and Bush. This is Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona, and, and Michigan. We forget Michigan. I don't know why they keep forgetting Michigan, but Michigan is up there. And then there's also North Carolina, which I think he, you know, he should be, you know, he should he should have gotten it already. I believe he did, because I think Dr. Steve Turley said it that he got North Carolina. The problem is, is that they they changed the laws. They rewrote the laws. They've been doing this for years. The Democrats, okay, according to Mark Levin, they want earlier and earlier voting, right, and longer and longer days to count. What they're doing is they're imploding, they're they're attacking the system, and then it breaks. And then what happens is they 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 can blame someone like Trump, their opponent, or come up with some other kind of crazy cockamamie excuse, and then decide you know that. You know that uh, you know whatever it is they can they can they can say whatever they want. They're doing they're 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 attacking. They attacked the integrity of our election, and this is something that Marxist socialists always do. You want to break a system, flood it, and then blame your opponent. All right, so let's go to the next one. All right, let's go to the next line. The senators concluded affirming these actions were a direct breach of the position she is on record of supporting in legation. All right. A blatant disregard for the law. I like that. And they represent they represent her most recent efforts to weaken the state's voting system and damage the integrity and confidence in our elections. It's all there. As a result, although a although President Donald Trump had a 700,000 vote lead in Pennsylvania on election day, the mail-in balloting over the next several days poured in and somehow allowed his challenger, Democratic nominee Joe Biden to open up a modest um, margin and he later declared a victory, which is the media does not have the power, the Associated Press does not have the power or the authority to call in who's the winner, all right? No media, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, you name it, NPR, no matter, no one. 
Not even Fox News, which has disappointed everybody. But interesting, Real Clear Politics has called it incomplete. They have a very good reputation. They're not conservative and they don't choose any side, but they're saying it's not, you know, it, it shouldn't have happened. It's not, you know, it's, it's, there's no one, there's no winner. We don't know who the winner is. You know, that's, that to me at least is objective. But guess what? The media wants to create, this is called gaslighting, a smoke screening. They want to convince people that Joe Biden is the winner. Okay. And notice, I told you how they're changing their words. You have to, there's no proof of voter fraud. Now there's no proof of massive systematic voter fraud. They, they're, they're giving themselves wiggle room now because now they realize they got caught. You see, the, the, the thing is they got caught. And the question is, I hope the Supreme Court does the right thing. I hope so. I hope they, they give it to Trump that they, you know, once you get rid of all those illegal ballots, you know, the, the illegal ballots, then you have a chance. You know, they'll, they, you know, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do about the ones 50 days before the election. That's the scary part, you know, but let's hope, let's hope it goes, it goes Trump's way. Uh, okay. Next line. President Trump attorney, Rudy Giuliani announced that they would file lawsuits on Monday and he believed they had enough evidence of fraud in Pennsylvania to reverse the apparent result of the election in, in that state. Furthermore, on Monday, 10 state Republicans' attorneys, uh, attorney generals filed an amicus brief to the U.S. Supreme Court requesting they reverse the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decision above allowing a three-day extension to receive ballots after Election Day, even without postmarks. Okay, let me read that again. Furthermore, on Monday, on Monday, 10 state Republican attorney generals filed an amicus brief to the U.S. Supreme Court requesting they reverse the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's decision above, allowing a three-day extension to the received ballots after Election Day, even without postmark. Okay, they want those removed. Good. The submission asserted that in this decision, the Pennsylvania Supreme court overstepped its constitutional responsibility encroached on the authority of the pennsylvania legislator and violated the plain language of the election clauses all right the submission asserted that in this decision the pennsylvania supreme court oversteps its constitutional responsibility encroached on the authority of the Pennsylvania legislator and violated the plain language of the election clauses. As a possible result, real clear politics, I just mentioned them earlier, removed Pennsylvania from its Biden column and classified it again as undecided, leaving the Democratic nominee with only 259 electoral votes and in an insufficient projected amount to win the presidency. There you go. Right there. The only thing is, Fox News won't do it. CNN won't do it. Associate Press won't do it. They're going to keep smoke screening. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. 
Look, yes, I do. I have a bias. I want Trump to win. But I will live with it, okay, if the Supreme Court, if 100% was put in, and let's say, sadly, Trump doesn't make it. I'll live with it. Because at least you know, as long as the ballots are all legal, and it's proven. But I truly believe he won this, but they're trying to stop him. Not just Democrats, but Republicans are playing against him. All right, this is great. Now, let's go to the next one. Georgia. Georgia. In like manner, Democrats sued the state of Georgia in August to extend the deadline for mail-in ballots to be received and counted, citing the pandemic as a justification. You see how they work? U.S. District Judge Eleanor Ross in Atlanta, an Obama appointee, extended the deadline in Georgia three days. Georgia law also requires the state to notify a voter if they have to if they have to reject their mail-in ballot due to a missing or defective signature. Let's read it again. Georgia also requires the state to notify a voter if they have to reject their mail-in ballot due to a missing or defective signature, a lack of proper identification, or the like. With with the new three-day time frame involved, such voters can now cure their ballots within this period. Hmm. Therefore, with a prepared initiative, the Georgia Democratic Party trained and sent out activists to cure the ballots that had been rejected on Election Day. Through Friday, according to Kyle Olson of Breitbart. Okay, they, okay, they can, therefore, with prepared initiative, the Georgia Democratic Party trained and sent out activists. Oh, I hate activists. To cure ballots that have been rejected on Election Day through Friday, from Tuesday into Friday, according to Kyle Olson of Breitbart. But, the, but the, they only wanted to identify and assist Democrat voters for their exercise. If an activist visits the home of a voter who said they cast a ballot for a Republican, Olson reported, volunteers were instructed to leave and not assist them. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Don't you love this? Don't you love this? Unbelievable. Wow. Next is Nevada. In July, the Democrat-controlled Nevada legislator and Democrat governor Steve Sisolik passed a bill requiring election officials to supply a mail-in ballot to all active registered voters in the state. Unsolicited, according to the registration list, that they typically remain chronically inaccurate. The new law also abolished the standard limitations that prevent ballot harvesting. The practice of individuals collecting multiple ballots from the vulnerable, such as the elderly, often through coercion or intimidation and potentially discarding 
discarding them. Thus, according to a statute, normally only particular individuals such as family fra- uh, family friends and mail-in carriers may transmit a person's absentee ballot to the appropriate clerk. In response, the Republicans immediately sued to block the new law and lost. They also filed a suit to have security cameras installed in vote counting centers and lost as well. <laughs> wow. As a result, according to former Nevada Attorney General Adam Paul Lexlet, Lexalt, I guess I'm pronouncing his name wrong, a Republican at a, pes- at a press conference announcing the filing of a post-election day lawsuit. There are multiple accounts of irregularities in the state, including dead voters who were counted and thousands of votes counted who moved out of Clark County. In, uh, in a later development, Trump campaign lawyers formally requested a comprehensive public records in Clark County, Nevada, as part of an election investigation. On Saturday, a whistleblower in the state who worked with mail-in ballots providing a sworn affidavit testifying that he witnessed illegitimate processing of ballots as an election worker. These included being given a directive to ignore discrepancies with addresses. According to a Trump attorney, the affidavit makes clear that we're not dealing with an oversight or sloppiness. This was intentional. This was an intentional criminal conduct. On Monday, Monday afternoon, President Trump tweeted, "Nevada is turning out to be a cesspool of fake votes, and his associates are finding things that, when released, will be absolutely shocking." Hmm. Fantastic. Trump will not rest until the American people have have the honest vote count they they deserve. During a Sunday morning television interview, Sidney Powell, a member of President Trump's legal team, affirmed there has been a massive and coordinated effort to steal this election from we, the people of the United States of America. They have done it in every way imaginable from having a from having dead people vote in a massive numbers to absolutely fraudulently creating ballots that exist only voting for Biden, she said. She explained that their legal team had discovered more than 450,000 ballots in swing states cast for Biden alone with no down, no down ballot selections made. She also charged the computer glitches that flip votes from Trump to Biden were not an accident. In a statement on Saturday, President Trump said, we all know why Joe Biden is rushing to falsely pose as the winner and why his media allies are trying so hard to help him. They don't want the truth to be exposed. The simple fact is this election is far from over. Beginning Monday, he continued, our campaign will start prosecuting our case, uh, prosecuting our case in court to ensure election laws are fully upheld. 
and the rightful winner is seated. The American people are entitled to an honest election. That means counting all legal ballots and not counting in any illegal ballots. This is the only way to ensure the public has full confidence in our election. It remains shocking that Biden campaign refuses to agree with this basic principle and wants ballots counted even if they are fraudulent, manufactured, or cast by ineligible or deceased voters. Only a party engaged in wrongdoing would unlawfully keep observers out of the court, out of the count room and then fight in court to block their access. He maintains, so what is Biden hiding? I will not rest until the American people have the honest vote count. They deserve that de- that democracy demands. Fantastic. <clears throat> so, what do you think? Ask yourself, does this look like he lost? No. Pray your rosary. Pray, ask Our Lady. She's the patroness of the United States of America. The Immaculate Conception has been declared the patroness of the United States of America. Don't let these people uh, deceive you. Don't let them take away your faith. Don't let them take away hope. He hasn't lost. Once he gets this through, and I truly believe with our vote, I mean, with our prayers, he'll win. And we can finally have an opportunity to change this country around, to change everything around. A a lot of this is like a cult attitude. I've noticed a lot of people are not talking about it. They're not talking about it. They're keeping silent. Where before it was hate Trump, but now I'm noticing a lot of people at work are very silent and I think they know, they know in their hearts. They know, they saw the campaigns, they saw the rallies, they saw the massive people. I think they know that, that, that someone is trying to cheat, someone's trying to steal this election. Don't let this, don't let this, uh, don't let this destroy your faith. Pray, pray, pray. Take the time, say a rosary. If you can't say the whole rosary, say a decade. Say one decade of the rosary. A decade is 10 beads, folks, 10 beads. Focus on it. Say a Hail Mary. Focus on the meditation. Say a rosary. When you get an opportunity and when you're alone and you know you can put in 15 minutes, put in 15 minutes. Pray. It's not over. All right? Until the man himself declares it's over. All right? Until he declares. If he says, if he knows that he lost this, he'll say it. He'll live up to it. Everybody's trying to make him look like a sour loser. He's not a sour loser. He's not not a sore loser, folks. He's not. The truth is he's a fighter. And he'll fight till till the end. He, you know, he probably won't give up. But he, you know, I, you know, everybody knows this about him. He's a fighter. And he intends to win this. And I truly believe once he wins this, the Republican Party is going to be changed forever. It will be a Christian party. It will have his mark on it and we can have an opportunity. And I truly believe you're going to see people like Mitt Romney and 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 people similar to John McCain and, and others, they're going to leave the Republican Party. And you're going to see people forever inspired by Trump's legacy of being a fighter. 
we will no longer, hopefully, God willing, we will no longer have a spineless party, a party that basically only wants to be liked. No, we want a party that wants to fight. No more politeness. Fight for what we believe in. All right? And hopefully this will again, maybe it will, I don't know if it will change the bishops because I truly believe the bishops still need to be investigated. But God willing, they will. So I'm going to end it here. I'm glad I got a chance to do this. Uh, I kind of struggled with this a little bit because I wanted, I wanted so badly to, um, you know, to, I guess, focus, try adding a little commentary from the last one into this, but eventually I got this done. I hope, I hope you like what I do. I know sometimes it might get a little clumsy, but forgive me, but I hope uh, I can improve in the future. All right. God willing and God bless. See, I, I stumbled there again. God bless, folks.